So you went uh, to see Grant Cardone. Yes. Tell me about the seminar, your experience, how you find out about him, what do you think about him, what you learn. Okay, so basically, um, I heard about him, I think it was like maybe two or three years ago. Um, it was just like suddenly over Facebook, because he was, uh, he's very like powerful from the marketing point of view, because like he's advertising everywhere all the time and like his marketing is just crazy so basically I just like came across uh, his I think he was like a Facebook page or something and I just like clicked like because it was like liked by so many people okay. and every now and then I had like a Facebook share of one of his like pictures or, or quotes like something like that and then I just um, I just like clicked like and I started to like follow up like every now and then when uh, he had like uh, something uh, when he posted something and then maybe i don't know half a year after that or a little bit more i uh met with uh, dorian okay dorian Sheston, mm -hmm. yes yes artist, He's our owner, who was also like on one of your podcasts and we started to talk and we came across the grant cardone um <clears throat> topic and he said that he's kind of a very very interesting guy and uh, that i should I have to read his book, uh, Be Obsessed or Be Average. And then I read his book, or I like listened to the book, uh, because I prefer audiobooks, because yeah, I can listen too. to them uh, anywhere. For example, I'm working a lot in the lab, so I can just like put some put my uh, earphones and I just listen. And I, I like the concept, because it said that, as, as the title says, Be Obsessed or Be Average. Um, well, you are obsessed. Life. So. You yeah, are the yeah. obsessed, so obsessed person, not the average one. <laughs> yeah, of course, but I mean, it, it makes you think because, like, life is not supposed to be lived as an average, like, person. Because as one of uh, his quotes that I like a lot is, like, uh, what's the point of being alive? If not, at least to try make something extraordinary, and I, it really like resonates in my mind every like every now and then. It just like comes back as a loop, and then like since I came to Norway and I started to like earn my first salary, I said I will invest in myself because like as you invest, as you make a personal investment in your like your personal growth and like knowledge, it's the investment that pays the best interest. I think Abraham Lincoln said that. If I'm Correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not, not pretty I, sure, but anyway. I, I think that was uh, Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin? Yes, but I'm um, not sure, I'm not sure, we can Google it later. Yeah, anyway, but I mean, then I said, since like, um, in his book, Be Obsessed or Be Average, he said you have to be dangerous, you have to like, be spontaneous and like, do the things that people, like, normal people won't do, average people, and then I said, you know, his, uh, he had his conference, like the 10X conference in Vegas, and that was like last, the, the conference was this year in February, but this uh, like scene was happening like last year in August, when I was kind of, uh, you know, when you have, when you want to like do something or like purchase something, and then you have the internal conversation, whether I should do it or whether I shouldn't. And then I said, well, 
you know, like, god damn it, I will just, like, buy the ticket and uh, let's see what happens. So basically I purchased the ticket for his, like, 10x growth con, and I didn't know, like, uh, because I didn't buy the plane ticket, I didn't know where I will stay, I, I didn't, like, I didn't have any knowledge about anything, I just, like, bought the tickets. And how said, how okay, much do you pay for them? Happening. Sorry, how much did you pay for them? I paid nine hundred and ninety-seven dollars okay. for uh, the conference tickets for the conference ticket for three days. Okay, and okay. it was uh, I think like a general admission, so nothing special. But that's how like much we paid for Tony Robbins. Also, that's how much we paid Sorry? for Tony Robbins. We paid for Tony Robbins uh, that same amount per per person. Okay, so one, one around one thousand yeah. dollars. Yes. But were you, uh, were you like in a general, like on the parterre, or were you just, I don't know. It, it was, uh, yeah, no, 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 it was, was, it? It was uh, yeah, everything else was parterre, we, we, it was 7,000 okay. people. And we were at, uh, okay. in uh, London, at, uh, oh, I don't know what's mm -hmm. name, I forgot what was the name. <clears throat> but I think it was like, I think it was three years ago or something like that, because yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. just after I... After that, I, I had a talk with uh, Dorian, okay. and then he was like telling me about it. So I think it was like around three three years ago, something like that. Okay. But it, it was the same in Vegas. It was like seven thousand people. It was insane. So but as I was saying, you I bought the tickets, tickets but said, we okay, need a visa for it. We need the visa for the states. Yeah, of course. I didn't have anything. I just purchased the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, okay, I'll, I'll do something crazy, and I just like purchased the tickets, and I said, okay, it's happening. Let's see what. <laughs> How can, how can I cope with that? Because, like, because I, like, throughout the last couple of years, I've heard so many times it's like, you're, you're breaking up. What did you hear? What, you were breaking up. What, what did you say? I'm sorry. What were you hearing? Sorry, I said that. Uh, I said that like throughout the years, okay. I heard so many times that like in order to be successful, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Okay. And and then I said like because like going to the states alone for the first time in my life was like super uncomfortable because like you're basically going into the unknown. You have no idea what like what you will uh, see there or like who will you encounter. But then you can also see that from the positive side. You can also like think, okay, think about all the amazing people that you will meet and think about the experience. So this is actually what kept me like interesting and interested and uh, just like wanted to discover that. And then slowly after I bought the tickets, like after maybe like one or two weeks after that, I purchased the like uh, plane tickets and also the hotel tickets. But then, as you said, you need a visa in order for the United States, and basically, like you have to go to Oslo because the embassy, U.S. embassy, is in Oslo, and of course, you have to make an appointment for that, and you have to fill the DS-160 form. And since you have like two sites, one Norwegian, one American, I went to the Norwegian site and I basically just booked an appointment and I just like filled a couple of. Uh, uh, personal informations and then I went to Oslo and then I went there and of course like you have to wait I had my appointment I think half past eight in the morning and it was 
Feb- beginning of February this year, it was like super cold, and of course we were standing outside for at least an hour or wow. something like that before we actually managed, before, yeah, before we actually managed to enter in the embassy. And then, of course, like I managed to go in, and I was waiting for um, the lady on the like shelter, uh, and basically like she asked me, okay, can you just like show me your uh, DS one sixty form? And I had one form. That I showed her, and she said, "No, no, this is not the the form that you need. I, I need uh, like another one." And I said, "Well, this is the only one I have." And she said, "Okay, I'll just like try to uh, find you in the system." And of course, she couldn't find me. And then she said, "Well, probably you didn't press send or like oh, uh, submit." God. And I mean, I said, "Okay, it, it it is a possibility." And then she said, "Well, you know, I'm sorry, I cannot like process you here. So basically, what you can do." You can either come another day, and I said, I mean, I live 700 kilometers from this place, and I had to take a day off from work, so <laughs> it's not that easy to like come another day. And then she said, well, what you can do, you can also go outside and like try to go on the on your mobile phone on that link, and just see if you didn't submit your uh, like form and try to submit it, and then try to come back again. <laughs> And when I was yeah, but when I was when I was standing outside on like in the cold, I heard that the guard said it doesn't it doesn't matter when do you have your appointment, it only matters to come before eleven in the morning because like until eleven they are like accepting let's say clients. Okay. And then then it was like I think half past nine in the morning I went out and I started to like uh, check this link on my mobile phone. And of course, I didn't fill out the DS-164. So basically, I started to fill it, uh, to fill the form outside. And I think I needed like one hour and 15 minutes or something oh, like that. God. And of course, like after some time, my fingers were frozen. So it was very hard to type. And it was like a bunch of questions like, whom are you traveling with? Uh, where do you go? Where is the address of the guy that you're planning to visit? And like I had no idea where Grant is living or where is his office, of course. So basically, I had to look that on the internet. But it was super stressful. But anyway, I managed to uh, fill the form, and it was like 10:50 in the morning, just like 10 minutes before the deadline. So uh, anyway, I managed to obtain the visa. <laughs> it was quite stressful. <laughs> so then you uh, came to Vegas, and how was the event? Uh, yeah, I came to Vegas and the event was just crazy. I mean, I met so many interesting people from all over the world and from all uh, professions. As I said, it was like 7,000 people in one... It was like in the Mandalay Bay Hotel in Vegas. They had this big conference hall for... Uh, I think it's for more than 7,000 people. But it was just... I mean. I could have never imagined that my first visit to the U.S. would be in Vegas. And of course, everyone uh, that asked me, where are you going to the U.S.? I said, Vegas. And they're like, are you going to gamble? I said, no, I'm going there to a conference. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm, not, I'm not a gambler. So uh, for me, I mean, I said, if it wasn't for uh, for the conference, probably I would. I, I mean, you you're nev- you never say never, but it would be a very small chance that I will visit Vegas. Of course, probably I would visit just for the sake of it, but not for not because I'm interested in gambling. But anyway, the, the interesting thing that uh, 
happened there was like everyone that asked me where are you from, I said Croatia, and they said, okay, have you been ever, have you been before to the U.S.? I said, no, it's my first time. Oh, welcome! They were all like super happy, and they were like buying me coffee. Yeah, we have to offer you a drink, and I, <laughs> it was uh, super funny. But um, regarding the the event. It was, a co the, the conference lasted for three days, and the fourth day was extra for the VIPs, where you can actually, it was like for the, for a uh, limited amount of people, where you can actually like sit with all the speakers. And I think it was uh, more than 20 speakers, because it was like every day, it was at least eight of them. It was, I mean, it was from eight in the morning until six, seven in the evening. It was super packed. One of the speakers were uh, uh, Gary Cardone, the Grant's uh, twin brother. Then it was Ty Lopez. It was Ed Milet. Um, it was uh, yeah. It, it was also um, the name uh, now. I, I uh, Tim Grover slipped my mind. Tim Grover was also one of the speakers. And I was actually pretty excited to see him uh, because I read his book, Relentless. Oh, I read I it also. I read it also. Do you know that? I think it's one of the best. Do you know that his Ghost Rider yeah, is a female? Come again? Uh, his Ghost Rider is a female. He, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that. I know that. And uh, my, my favorite part of the book is uh, when uh, Michael Jordan lost the game and he's sitting in the stadium he's like I hate this stadium and he told him you build this goddamn stadium <laughs> <laughs> but how how was Ty Lopez yeah, he's, he's a very polarizing figure because a lot of people think he's fake he's a scam and how, how was he but I'm not saying he's fake or he's a scam I think he no, has, no, no, I, he's really smart and has a lot of common sense but how, how was his talk Everyone, everyone will have an opinion, and everyone has um, the right to have an opinion, of course. But it doesn't need to be right or wrong. Um, anyway, he was very, very interesting because <clears throat> he has a very specific way of talking and like speaking. He's very calm, and it might he might seem monotonous, but he was very uh, interesting because, as you know, like he's very into like social psychology mm -hmm. and persuasion. So he was talking a lot about when you're like running your business, and he said that if you want to have a business partner, you have you must have like an opposite, uh, let's say, personality type as your um, business partner. So, for example, if you are an extrovert, your business partner should be an introvert, and that okay. would be like the best business, uh, the best business uh, coalition, let's say, or relationship. And then he started to just like throw some business ideas. Like you can basically go to, uh, I think it's, it's GoDaddy.com, the domain uh, where where you can actually buy the domain for your website. Okay. I'm not I'm not quite sure, but anyway, he just like started to uh, throw some ideas for the business. He said, okay, for example, you can just basically have your website where you make. Um, reviews for like protein bars and things like that and people were like quite interested in that and then he said uh, he was he started to talk about 
how your website should look like, what okay. you should include, what you shouldn't, and then some people started to like yell their websites. So basically, he was uh, like the PC. He had the PC on the stage that was like connected to the internet, and of course, like he just started to visit all those websites. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear you now. Are we? Or is it long? Okay. Yeah, yeah, very long. It was very yeah. funny because like one one guy was like he had like a plumbing uh, business, I don't know, and then on his website he had like a cartoon icon of a, of a plumber, and then Ty just like did a face palm and he said, "Oh God, no, come on, <laughs> stop with the cartoons." He said, "You're not trying to uh, your uh, clients are not like ten year olds. You're supposed to like be working with grown ups for the plumbing." So there was like quite a few interesting uh, moments. So I, I, I liked it. I liked him uh, a lot. He was for me, in my opinion, he was one of the best speakers because he provided a lot of content. Okay. Because this is basically what you what you expect when you pay for a conference. You expect to get a lot of content out because a lot of speakers were just there and they were like just having a motivational speech, not just content, you know. Yeah, I know. I know. It was just like yeah. So basically. I, I really liked him because he provided a lot of content, and it was the same with uh, Tim Grover, and also with uh, Grant's brother Gary. Oh, how? how, so uh, the, how what kind of? How, how is he like? Uh, Grant's uh, twin brother. Yes. Oh, his twin brother. Okay. Yeah, his, his uh, twin brother. Yes. Is he <laughs> also involved in the business? There. His. Uh, I think he's uh, having a business in uh, London. I don't, I don't know quite sure what type of business, but he's like a business owner. He has a business in uh, England. And the the thing that I remember the most from his speech, from Gary's speech, is that he said that you don't want to like be very specialized in a narrow, let's say, column, <clears throat> because if you specialize yourself in a narrow column then you're basically susceptible to changes and if there is like a slight change in the environment you're going down so basically what you want to do is to know a little about a lot and okay. always be like always be ready to uh, <laughs> for surprises because he said if you're a business a business owner you're basically going to war you have to be prepared for like everything because you never know what will going to what will going to happen you are, you can never Sit and be comfortable and relax. What are the takeaways from the conference seminar, or what? What was it? Um, I'm I'm currently. Uh, it was like as I said, there's plenty of content. I had a small booklet that I like filled with uh, tips. Um, but one of the biggest takeaways for me uh, are you should always try to. Um, like learn as much as you can uh, and like what I mean by that uh, I mean if you want to for example work in marketing or if you want to work wherever it, it, it's not important which field but you should cut the process and start learning from the best instead of going to university and let's say let's say like kind of lose five years of your okay. life and another takeaway is that you should start to develop your investor mentality because 
as long as you will be dependent on only one uh, stream of income, you will always be someone else's bitch. Okay, yeah, that's... Do you agree with that? Oh, I agree totally. Hey, did you read my book? The one I, I sent you? No. Uh, no, I can't. I'm still planning to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm trying to do the, the audio book now. Okay. And it's in the works. I, Hopefully I, it will uh, be out soon. Uh, I support the audiobooks, as I said, because I, I prefer them. Because you can basically listen to them wherever you are. So, uh, big support for my part. <laughs> but what does actually Grant Cardone do? He, he's a real estate guy, or he also has books and education, or... Yes. What, what does he, he do? Basically, he started more than, like, for around 35 years ago by selling cars. And after that, he's, he basically remained into the sales business. And he started to sell... Um, he was doing like seminars all over uh, the US and he was uh, advertise, uh, advertising his, um, I think it was like how to uh, develop your business and how to educate your sales people in order to have more sales. Because he said, I had an idea of uh, a new way of selling and he wanted to like, since uh, I don't know how many million uh, small businesses exist in America. It's like plenty of them. And he said my market was like huge. So basically what he started to do was just like selling um, courses in like how to increase your sales. Okay. And as he started, as he started to build his, um, like, as, as he started to build uh, money, currency, uh, then he started to invest in real estate. So, I think he owns more, around like 5,000 units, if I'm correct, now. Oh, so this, this uh, one, does he own or co-own the units? Is he the sole uh, uh, owner or it's through his company with the, his partners? I think he's the sole owner. Really? But wow. of course, I think so. I think so, wow. but don't, uh, wow. don't, take, don't take that for granted. But I know that he also has a program where you can invest with him. So basically, like, if you want to be just a passive investor, you can just like leave everything to him, and he will like kind of take care of that. For a small. Fee. But he has, I think, five. Yeah, I think he has in total five businesses. Okay. Because one, one of one of the businesses is like real estate. Another business is the. Uh, the virtual uh, university like Cardone U okay. that he has on the on the internet on the virtual platform where you can like learn anything about sales or real estate that's two of them and he has, he has like three more but uh, I'm not sure like specific the name he has also like the Cardone Capital for uh, I think like raise, it's like a raising fund or like no uh, yeah, he's like basically raising money for charities. Then he has the Cardone TV where he's making uh, like uh, live videos or like, yeah, basically like he has a program on TV which like educates you about financial uh, literacy and like anything about money, real estate. And he also has like a, a show on TV with uh, his wife, how to have how to have it all. Oh. 
marriage, life, money, everything. Yeah. Uh, how uh, did your life change after the the event? Um, I think the biggest change was in my mentality. Okay. Because I started to think, I started to think in a different way. As I said before, one of the biggest takeaways is that if you depend only on one source of income, you will always be someone else's bitch. So I started to think in a little better of how I can actually <laughs> increase the number of streams of income. So I, I started to uh, basically, I started to like, and of course, um, another takeaway from uh, the <clears throat> the conference was the only way that stands between you and your dreams is the obscurity because like people don't know for you they don't about they don't know about you and like people do business only with persons like people they know yeah that's why so, the, uh, the, the talks will also help you because people will be I know that guy yeah, of I saw his talk of course of course and basically he, he said that you have to break through obscurity like start making videos and I think that's uh, when I decided, like after the conference, was when I decided to start making those videos. And I actually, from uh, after the conference, I have been doing one short video every single day. It was like around one minute. I just started to like film myself. And just like talking about basically like whatever pops in my mind, uh, whether it's inspirational or about life or whatever, what I did today, or it basically like short videos of one minute just to like feel comfortable in front of the camera. Because I mean, one thing is when you when we talk, for example, now and like on Skype when I can see you, but when you're talking on your mobile phone and you can see yourself and no one else is listening, it's pretty weird in the beginning. <laughs> yes, that's true. So, <laughs> so basically, like I started to do those uh, short videos in order to be started to feel comfortable because. When I was younger, um, I, I I really felt uncomfortable in like speaking. I believe that public speaking is one of the skills that you have to master in order to like be successful in life. Now I don't I don't want to say that that success means having tons and tons of money. Just like if you want to be successful in in your own way, you should be skilled in public speaking. And this is also the reason why I started to do the motivational Monday talks or like Monday talks. Because the first talk that I did was after my birthday because I wanted to like kind of say thanks for all the birthday wishes and in a different way. And I said, okay, I'll just do a live video. And it was super uncomfortable. And I said, okay, I'll just stick to that. And the feeling of discomfort will kind of like fade. And it did. You know what's the... I think it's really funny because... Uh, when you do it the first time I was thinking oh my god people will judge me they will say I'm crap they will hate me this and that and then I realized that most of the people don't actually care what you're doing <laughs> that's, that's true because the only thing that, the only thing they care about is themselves <laughs> yes and uh, and the, but and and even the people that I talked with, uh, the feedback was uh, actually positive. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I also experienced that with my Monday talks because, of course, the the first live session that I did on Facebook, after that, of course, like a few a few friends friends of mine okay. uh, mocked mocked me. But then, like by now, I did twenty seven of them. Okay. And 
they stopped mocking me after like number three or four because they said, okay, this is real, he's like that, and he's not going to stop. Okay. So basically, like, persistence is the only way to like get rid of those people. <laughs> because I mean, it's it's a thin line between being a genius and being a mad and being considered a madman. Okay. If you persist long enough, if you persist long enough, people will actually accept that, and then we actually uh, ask you for an opinion. And it was like uh, most of the feedback that I got was super positive. They said, oh, "Okay, Danny, I, I really like your videos. I really like your quotes and everything." Some of them were like, oh, Danny, come on, you're uh, one among the all the other guys that are like talking motivation. But like with time, my videos were like being shared many times. Uh, I also saw that uh, many people actually shared my quotes. And it's like, it was interesting to see. Okay, now first they like hate you or they, not hate you, but they kind of not, they don't support you. Okay. But then they like accept you and then they ask you for like an opinion. So it's, it was... It was quite interesting. And this is one of the things that Grant talks in his books. Like, you should just have to be persistent. Uh, yes, I think that uh, they hate, uh, the people who hate you, they're like, feel insignificant because you're doing it. Yeah. And because you are the same age and you went to the same school and That's true. same university. And they feel bad because they feel left out or they're not... Uh, uh, like uh, expanding in their life but I just I I, I, I had a few uh, <laughs> few bad situations with haters but it was more at the end it turned out they were jealous just jealous of course, of course. and I, now I don't care anymore <laughs> of course I mean it was the same with me when I did my first live I was like super scared because when you like feel that you're putting out yourself out and especially if you're coming from a small town like me with like 4,000 people yeah, yeah. when everyone knows everyone and you of course like you know that like next day when you walk out the door everyone will like know everyone that's for your video will know and they, they will like kind of look you with like who do you think you are why are you doing this it's like kind of not socially accepted yes but well the socially but, accepted things uh, keep you safe but they also constrain you you know 